Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. No, I don't have my hat on, but I got it here with me. Woo-wee. Chilly this morning. Goodness gracious. I, uh... (laughs) Greg and Nettleton always weighs in to give us the weather report from his part of the state. And it it is, in fact, not an offensive description, but uh, something about well diggers. You you all know that one. It it is chilly this morning. But I have to say the sun's out, at least where I am. I hope it is where you are. Good morning, by the way. And if it's not morning when you're listening to this program, you might be listening to the rebroadcast. You might be listening to a podcast. You might be listening to a download from On Demand at supertalk.fm. Whatever you do and however you're doing it, thank you. My name's Nellie Neal. I'm known as the Garden Mama. And if it wasn't for you, I couldn't do this. Believe you me. This is the best two hours of my week. And I kind of like to think the way y'all talk to me when I meet you sure is makes a big difference in yours, too. You know why? Because everybody needs a couple of hours of kindness and good humor and friendliness and people that really care about what they're talking about in a sense that has nothing to do with necessarily, you know, keeping the wheels on. In other words, gardening to me is as essential as putting gasoline in the tank of my truck. If I'm not putting gardening into my tank, I'm not the person that I want to be. I was this morning at 5.30 turning the light on over the jewel orchids going, they're blooming, yay! And if you can't start your day that way, you're a lesser person, I think. You, You need that kindness just like you need love, hope, prayer, and all the other things we need. We need gardening. We need plants in our life because they are so rewarding and so generous to us. They give back a lot more than we give them most of the time. That's what we talk about around here on Weekend Gardening. And I would love for you to join the conversations. The Super Talk call line is 888 And, of course, we know about the weather in Nettleton because of the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Thank you very much for all of that. Well, I don't know about y'all, but I have at one time in my life, probably more than once, but one that I'm willing to talk about, had an overweight dog. We've got a new study out from uh, my friends there. I just love the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. They do such great work on such practical topics. They're so much fun. But what they have done, the headline, I don't think they wrote the headline because they had to go through this. Overweight dogs respond well to high-protein, high-fiber diet. Yeah, that's after the first two weeks when all they do is sit and stare at you. Because they're waiting for the other, you know, whatever the other is. They want to know what else. They're, Come on. No, honey, let's go for another walk. You know? <laughs> it's like, no. But after a couple of weeks, be patient, be calm, look the other way, <laughs> leave the room if you need to. And, yes, you can indeed help them to lose weight. And you can indeed help them get past the fact that, well, 
let's face it, we used to all slap sugar on cereal, you know, as if it was, I mean, but we don't do that so much anymore, right? I will admit I have a fondness for Honey Nut Cheerios because they're already sweet, but we know better. And and you hope that your dog can learn that they actually do feel better. It, it's easier to walk when you don't have to huff and puff for the dog just like it is for you. So it, it, I agree with them that it does work, but it's not instantaneous. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they will respond well to that high-protein, high-fiber diet, and so will I if I give myself time. <laughs> something about teaching a fat dog new tricks? Something about that. Something about that. And you can tell by that dulcet tone that the one and only Rhino is in today. I'm happy to see you, sir. Thank you. Howdy, howdy. Morning, Mama. Your your beard is looking very winter-esque. It, it's warm. And it's delightful. So <laughs> Thank I, you. I, as long as you don't decide to shave your head for any charity, I think the beard can go in, what, April? Is that when that is? May? Uh, should have till July. Oh, July this year. Oh, oh yeah. good, good, good. Well, well it'll be talk about santa claus we'll, we'll be braiding it by that time make jeremiah johnson proud <laughs> what fun indeed let's see now um well yeah it's always good dog not great dog thank you john that's funny you're exactly right and of course we're very happy not to have nor'easters um it, that that I, I'm 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 waiting. This I always think when there's this big storm in Boston that my niece will decide to move back to the south. <laughs> but I don't even. She's very settled there, has a wonderful life. So I don't think that she's likely to do that. But that's what I always think about <laughs> having this little bit of time to consider. Why am I here? Why am I freezing to death? Well, you might just be freezing to death. Um, there. Yes, you're you're exactly right, Ken. And I don't. I'm not going to say that, but yes, that's that's one for the books. I'll tell you that. Thank you, Greg. You're very kind. Very, very sweet to us, always. I have a new thing, y'all. What's that? Well, you know, I, I, I'm I'm not I'm not nearly as backward as I seem sometimes. But I had a hard time getting my head around spirit animal. Not because I don't understand the mythology of it, not because I don't understand the culture from which it comes from, but other than the really cool football player who is the honey badger, right? Okay, I don't see an association so much with most of the people that I know. You know, they'll tell you it's it's a uh, that I'm a I'm a this or that, and you go, really, you're a seagull? Okay, that's interesting. Well, I've decided they're spirit plants. I could see that. And I have gotten into this because in my run-up to being um, a mother-in-law, I'm, I'm collecting mother-in-law's tongues, sna- also called snake plants, for the same reason. But it's Sansevieria, and they are absolutely beautiful. They are also an inspiration to me. And I, I tell you this with great sincerity. Um, I doubt seriously that my new daughter-in-law is listening, but that's okay. Somebody will tell her. I am determined to be inspired by their mostly upward-facing leaves. They they stand up straight. They have very severe up-and-down form right up until they don't. And some of them, of course, are rosettes in the flat on the soil. So, so I'm saying most of the time I will always take the high road. I love when most of the time and always are in the same <laughs> sentence. It's, I have English teachers rolling in their graves right now. But anyway, I'll be thick-skinned and drought-tolerant as are the sensitive areas. I will be as stalwart and distinctive as these plants. I will be shade-loving and able to eat anything, which is always a good idea when 
you don't aren't sure who's cooking you'll be entertained by most of all though these plants are going to keep me honest because if you leave them alone for too long and ignore them they do get over dry and they do get really stressed out but if you just take the basic point of view keep yourself and the plants in basic good health they bloom after a few years and that's the kind of mother-in-law i want to be so i don't know what y'all think about it but i encourage you to find your spirit plant and go for it because why not why not what kind of tools do you need? Woohoo, I need I need to I need time to use all of them. I really do. I have um I still have fig trees that need to be pruned. I went outside and the cold wind blew on me and I went back inside. I had things to write and other things to do, so I just left them staying there. Well, <clears throat> January is going to come to an end pretty quickly, so I better get out there tomorrow, and I hope you will, too. It's the best time to prune figs, and I hope that you will get there um, and, and, and be doing that. Is it a matter of just the passage of time, or is it the, the changes of the season that makes time of the essence? Well, both. Um, if we don't start in January and prune the ornamental grasses and prune the figs and start beginning to prune on the fruit trees and whatnot, the other fruit trees like apples and whatnot, if we don't do that, pretty soon it's the middle of February and time to prune roses. And after that, we're off to the races and you didn't get it done uh-huh. because everything leaves out and you can't start pruning on it without changing, you know, a lot. <laughs> I want the figs. So our dormancy such as it is, because we're not, we're still not really dormant, but, but as close as we're going to get in this, in, in zone eight is what I'm talking about right now. Zone seven, y'all are even a little bit worse because y'all have been warmer than you expected to be. And frankly, this weekend, even our friends in zone nine along the Gulf Coast have pretty chilly temperatures, but they're still not going to, the plants are not going to be entirely dormant, thank goodness, because we don't live where the ground freezes. Now, Good morning, Philadelphia. I hope your Internet's working today during the storm. I hope you all are well, and I do mean Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Good morning to my friends in upstate New York. Hey, y'all. They have the prettiest chickens. Oh, my goodness. People send me the coolest pictures, and and it's really wonderful. I, I appreciate seeing things. But it's also true that here in the Deep South, if we don't do the pruning that we need to do in January, the next thing you know, that apple tree's leafing out and you didn't prune it. The next thing you know, it's next year and you don't prune it. The next thing you know, it's not making any apples. <laughs> so the fig is the same way. The fig, people call and say, my fig tree is 30 feet tall, you know, or something that I hope it's not, but they're taller than the house, you know. And it's because nobody ever did the basics to it. I have one like that. I have one that I have pruned on and pruned on and pruned on, and it's actually got to be pruned heavily this time. And that's that's the one that's going to take a saw, which is why it was too cold out there for me to do it. But you do have to wait for the leaves to fall off. You have to get, you know, get things as close to dormant as they're going to be. I have noticed that my blueberries are a little more swollen than they should be in terms of where their new buds are. And I have seen people have sent me pictures to say that theirs have already bloomed in some places. That's not good. And the, the plant won't care. But in terms of whether or not we'll get blueberries, mm, we don't know. We just don't know. We have to see. You do not need to apologize, John. The, um, the New Yorker cartoon phase is always fun. Always fun. Um, there's there's just uh, there's just something about pen and ink, you know, drawings like on in the New Yorker that's so much fun. Good morning, sissy. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's wonderful to have you. You know, whenever you decide to make time for something like this, 
I know that I, I have to perform. I know that I have to be the one that keeps your ear interested because you've got a lot of choices. And there's a lot of distractions, even early in the morning sometimes. So thank you. Thank you very, very much. I am not nearly as distracting as I'd like to be, though, because I would like to be right here in my hot hand. I was about to say, where are we going with this? Because we are on video. We are are heading, I hope so, we are heading for the International Center for Radio Astronomy Research. Holy moly. We are headed, I mean... You know, I love it when there's a repeating something somewhere, and that's the way we distinguish things. That's what SETI is all about. If you listen in the middle of the night, you know, if you're an old Art Bell person or a younger person who listens in the middle of the night to those things, coast to coast and all that stuff, you are hearing people that are experiencing stuff over the decades. People people have these encounters, and people hear things. And good, the good news is, for example, SETI, because it's such a huge array of uh, of astronomical equipment, it can hear stuff far, far out. Now, each of the satellites that we have ever sent out there obviously sends back its information. So we've accounted for all of them. We've accounted for everything that we know that anybody on Earth has ever sent out. We've also we also are well aware that there are things that make random noises, things that happen, you know, holes, black holes collapse, or um, neutron stars blow up, or stuff like that. And those are noises that we we record. You understand? It's it's years later from when it happened, of course, because it has to travel through space to get us. Well, one of the teams that maps radio waves. And by the way, at, at some point out there, you know, out in the universe, my voice is still out there from 1993 when I started doing regular radio in Mississippi, okay, because our voices don't stop. Does that frighten you? Makes me very happy. <laughs> Hello. I'm so glad it's out there. But 18 minutes, every 18 minutes, this thing that they found shoots out radio waves every 18 minutes. The astronomers have never seen anything like it, have never had anything recorded this way. It is unlike anything they have seen before. They think it might be a neutron star. They think it might be a white dwarf, those collapsed core things, you know, that that happen out there. But the magnetic field on this one is apparently amazing. It spins in space. It sends, sends out a beam of radiation that goes across our line of sight. That's how we're able to pick it up. You know, it's just like anything else. If it, Until it orbits around, for example, when we find these exoplanets, it's because they orbited around something else that we can see, and they basically made the mark on it, made the shadow. Um, I always, whenever they describe those things, I always think of E.T., you know, and riding across to the, riding across the moon, because it's that same kind of image, except it's way out in space somewhere. But that's how we see our stuff here. I've heard it described, if you can imagine standing on the edge of a really dark field at night, and someone is in the middle of the field with a rope, and on the end of the rope is a flashlight. Ooh, and yeah. they swing the flashlight around their body, and the only time you can really see them is when the flashlight's pointed in the opposite direction and you see them silhouette yep. in the circle of light in exactly the trees across so it it seems counterintuitive but that's kind of the way you have to think about it to think about these things in space it's very much um the same piece of looking and seeing as you see when you begin to see on drawing on the right side of your brain drawing on the left side of your brain when you see those things you're seeing the you're seeing the other you're seeing what else there is. And so this is wonderful. Um, it, it was completely unexpected. When astronomers describe something as spooky, <laughs> it always gets my attention. 4,000 light years away, 
which is apparently our galactic backyard. And according to the, so now there's, believe you me, there's now there's more people studying it. There's somebody writing another grant right this minute to get out and do some more of this analysis of all this data because this is going to be this is going to be a biggie, really fun stuff. Uh, in a pear tree, the tree didn't get get cut back and pruned when it was planted, and now, like you said, thank you, Larry. Um, two to three years down the road, yes, you can still cut it back. It's mostly trunk now. Yes, but you still need to – the best thing for you to do is going to be to go and get – pull up the website msucares.com. That's the the site from Mississippi State for the Cooperative Extension Service. They've got good line drawings so that you can see what the pear tree – look. you can compare your pear tree to what it should look like, and then you can begin to get closer to it. The problem that we have – pear trees should have one trunk. That's wonderful, but we need to have a canopy that is both wide and fairly tall so that we get lots and lots of pears but we don't want anything blocking the sunshine from coming through the canopy so that's why anytime you're pruning something especially if it hadn't been pruned before you want to cut anything that's crisscrossing the canopy because stuff's supposed to grow up and out and when it grows across (laughs) you know all those leaves shade everything underneath them so you take those off first take off anything that looks dead take off stuff like you know any, any of the things that are misshapen you may have too much growth on one side and not enough on the other but it's really the best time to do it so get yourself a look at how it ought to look and then go get as close as you can okay how about that well there's a lot going on um i'm i'm writing i, I didn't mean to bring this today but i'm writing um a book for my children about uh, family recipes that they'll be able to add to and um, i always Appreciate that families where you come from, plus those you fold into your embrace along the way. I wrote that. <laughs> this is Weekend Gardening. <laughs> Nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? Green, the new degree of comfort. Start off the new year with explosive savings. 
during our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. In 2022, it's our resolution to continue our mission to give you the most savings possible every single day. That's right. We're here to get you the best deal possible on every Mitsubishi in stock. RidgelandMitsubishi.com. With zero down, pay only $2.89 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage G4 ESs. That's zero down on brand new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage. We're also offering super low 1.9% financing for 72 months, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And don't forget about Ridgeland Mitsubishi's new lifetime powertrain warranty. That's right, a lifetime powertrain warranty only from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Bring in your trade. We'll give you a whole lot for whatever you're driving, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So start off 2022 with explosive savings during our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We'll approve credit deal for details. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox, direct, 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. The story of a faithful pastor who lived by the simple belief that it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Preaching Christ's redemption to a congregation of criminals. This week on The Lutheran Hour. Each Sunday morning at 7 on Super Talk 97.3. Y'all are so funny. This is wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much for heating up the ceasefire text line today, 601-879-4395. Um, I, 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 I can't repeat most of this <laughs> in, in mixed company. I'm sorry, but y'all are wonderful, and you're making, you're tickling me. Can you transplant mature asparagus, I believe is what this question is about. Um, here's the thing. It's not easy because if it's growing well, an asparagus bed is probably a foot to 18 inches deep, even in heavy soil. So you can, yes, and the time to do it, yes, is winter. But you got to get, you've got to dig it up really well. You've got to dig up literally as as much as there is because that root mass is what produces everything else on top. It's not one of the things where you can just take off part of the top and part of the bottom and move it somewhere and plant it and it'll grow. The, the asparagus will probably grow if you do that, but you'll be back in the three-year waiting plan. 
I don't know about you. I don't want to wait three years for my asparagus. So if I do, I'm going to plant new ones. So go ahead and move them, but take as much soil as you possibly can. Then when you move them, be sure you're moving them to a place that is essentially neutral in its pH. Um, the way to establish that is a soil test, if you don't already know. But if all you grow is azaleas and hollies and camellias and blueberries, your soil's going to be too acid for asparagus in that particular area. So you need some either work in some work in some wood ash is probably the easiest way to do it. But get your soil tested if that's the case. Okay, okay. Jimbo, your jelly is killing me. I'm 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 biscuiting up over here. I'm so ready. <laughs> it's just a beautiful collection. Thank you, thank you for showing me. I appreciate it. Chris has an azalea trying to bloom in Summit this morning. <laughs> well, I would say if it opens up a little bit more this afternoon, I probably would go ahead and cut that branch and enjoy it because it's it, it looks to me like it's one of the encores that does bloom off and on. But I would like to enjoy that one inside just because it's so unusual to have, let's say, any azalea blooming at the end of January in zone 7, 8, or 9, which is the primary um, place that we are talking to. Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, yes, thank you very much. Indeed, the um, the yes, you're, I'm getting ideas about the family cookbook, and I believe you me, some of my best recipes I've stolen from other people's family cookbooks. <laughs> so they always end up getting tweaked, though. You know, you find something else that you like. Um, most of my grandmother's best recipes started with short, solid shortening or lard, and so I've kind of had to adapt some of that a little bit, including the biscuits, but. I do all right. It's always fun when you're reading a recipe and it calls for oleo. Yeah, oleo. You know it's that a was good a good one. one. That was an oldie goldie. Nowadays, of course, we've gone the other direction. We went. Julia Child brought us all to butter. Brought, brought back to butter because we'd gone out of that and gone to margarine and oleo, and now we're back up to butter. But now we're getting. You can use a stick of butter or a stick of solid margarine and they'll give you exactly what the fat content needs to be because it's not going to work with just anything but you can use a, a, a solid stick of margarine for some things i'm not sure it's better for you than butter but sometimes it actually works up better i don't know what i don't know what that's all about or another great old-timey recipe note an eggshell of milk oh yeah or a half an eggshell of half milk. an eggshell of milk yeah which by the way is two tablespoons but anyway <laughs> i'm guessing I'm I'm pretty good at guessing. I'm guessing that one. I am. Uh, I, I I didn't even realize that you would be here, Rhino. But I just have a feeling this is a piece of research that you would like to know about, and so I'm very glad that you're here, so that I don't have to send you a text and tell you about it. Um, what in the world? Remissilis. Okay, remissilis. That's fine. That's a a, a a genus of worms, but Kingadorahi. <laughs> okay. Yep, they did it. They they named now. Now, first of all, you have to understand that marine worms are pretty weird. Anyway, they are bizarre creatures with one head but a body that branches over and over again, and they have a whole lot of back ends. This this is one of the things that you you see the drawings of them and you think that obviously needs to evolve out into something else. This is not going to work, but they're there. And, in fact, part of the reason that they're there, of course, is because it's 
harder to get through something. If you're a marine worm, you, you need you need to be sailing. You may need to be gathering with all of those other backsides, but you're you you need one leader, and that in cases in this case is the one head. So there, I, I'm, until now. Two of the species of these little um, darlings were all that we knew, and they are rare. However, now that we have found a third one, and it has been named after King Ghidorah, Godzilla's monster enemy, because it was found in Japan. Of course. This is the same list of plants where we have the 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 bee that is, in fact, the Beyonce. You know, it's it, it, it has been the, the one that they found, I think, in, I want to say Peru, but it may be somewhere else. At any rate... I love the name of this journal, um, Organisms, Diversity, and Evolution. <laughs> In other words, this is what we see today, but we're not sure if this is going to still be this way later. <laughs> so we, we have to figure out how to co- include both of those in this. Um, interestingly enough, these guys are cleaners. They hmm. live they live inside the canals inside of sea sponges. And oh, so, wow. So that that's where they do their work, in the same way that an earthworm does their work, you know, in my compost heap. So it, it's a pretty interesting thing. Um, this is they found the first one in 1879 in the Philippines, and then the second one in 2012. So it was a long time before they even found the second species. It is rare. But now we've had, we found the third one, which everybody's even more excited about. Um, <laughs> it's, you know. Anytime they, anytime something goes up, there's only two, and they add three. That's a major increase. Uh, somebody was talking to me the other day about a certain um, a certain retail outlet that may need to change its name because everything's not a dollar anymore. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and it's the same sort of thing. When you look at it, it, it may have only gone up a quarter, but if it was only a buck, that's a twenty five percent increase in the price of the thing. That's way high. By the way, it's not inflation if there are record profits on the other end of that particular enterprise. Of course, we're going to have inflation. We've got more jobs than we've anyway. We need more gardens because the produce is going to cost so much just to get it here. This whole thing rolls back around to what are you going to eat? What are you, how are you going to celebrate with flowers? How are you going to keep your spirits up with a beautiful landscape? Well, you're going to have to do it all a little bit closer to home because, quite frankly, I don't think the oil prices are going to come down anytime soon, which means that sending you that three-gallon container of dirt from some grower on the West Coast to your nursery here, you're going to say, oh, the garden center raised the prices. Well, actually, no, they're barely making any money, but they had to raise the price because that's what it's costing them to get it here, <laughs> Come on. Let's be realistic. There's not a whole lot of profit in all of this. But the good news is that growers are growing and people are growing, which reminds me um, to tell you, I promised I was going to start telling you this in the beginning of February, and we're almost there. Mark your calendars. March 12th, 1 p.m., Buds and Blooms. Yep. Coming back again this year. I'm so excited. We'll talk more about that as time goes by. But I just so, wonder if they'll keep the naming convention if they find any more worms. I, you know, I'm hoping that they'll find one in on the West Coast, you know, here and, and name it Elton John or something. I don't know. I was sorry that he had to cancel his next performance. I'm afraid that's, you know, Dallas will miss him. He's going on to wherever he's going on to. But he needs to keep that wig. That's a good-looking one. <laughs> My goodness. I had no idea. 
I mean, I don't, I don't really think. I need to put this prejudice out there. My hair looks so terrible all the time that I just presume everybody else has better wigs because you know, <laughs> it couldn't look that good. <laughs> I do try. <laughs> Bad hair. Bad hair. Um, yes, reading cookbooks can be a whole lot of fun, Ken. You're exactly right. I, my favorite cookbook, which I no longer have, um, it, it, a friend of mine collected cookbooks, and it was rare, so I gave it to her. But my favorite cookbook is was is probably still exists is a cookbook of that was presented to AID families that went to Vietnam for the, um, American international development, and the cookbook had American recipes and Vietnamese recipe, you know, f- regular foods that things that you would want to cook or that that someone in your house would want to cook, and. On one side of the page, they're in English, and on the other side of the page, they're in Vietnamese. And it's one of the coolest things that I was ever given um, because I had friends that were from Vietnam who had come here after the war. And, and it was just really very cool to, to – I can't speak Vietnamese. I'm not even going to try. But it is such a beautiful musical language that I just – I love hearing someone else read it to me. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Maybe I'm fooling myself, though. Are you fooling yourself about anything? Well, I think we all fool ourselves about something. And in fact, if you ever wondered what philosophy majors actually do for a living, I have one in my family. That's why I have the nerve to even say that out loud. There are, in fact, things that philosophy majors do. And it's not just to sit around in a toga and talk to each other. Okay, which I real I get I realize that's what you think, because you think Aristotle or you think, you know, Sophocles or somebody. But in fact, they study what we do it but more importantly why we do it both culturally and as humans all right so how come we lie to ourselves so much or as they say here deceive ourselves we all deceive ourselves one of those things that can be very useful in the short term but not the long term for example you think your kid is smart you think your kid is aces doesn't everybody come on well then those bad grades come home And instead of addressing that, you either say in your own head or out loud, well, you know, that was only English or that was only whatever, that subject. Or, well, that must not be a very good teacher. And as the child of teachers, I'm here to tell you that neither of those things is true. (laughs) But we put that into our head to hold on to it. And what it's called is reorganization of beliefs. Because you know your child needs to do well in school. And you've met the teacher, you liked the teacher, but then the next way, of course, is, well, if you just can't find time to go to the parent-teacher conference, that's a purposeful action that also deceives you because then you don't hear the bad news, (laughs) okay? But there could also be good news along with it, so you're ultimately not doing yourself any favors. Um, I'm I'm one of those people that I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Young Sheldon or the Big Bang Theory. I get it. I'll watch it. Those are fun. It's not my particular thing. But I'll watch Annie Potts do anything. So, you know, come on, bring it over. But what you have to realize in that whole scenario is that his twin sister is every bit as brilliant as Sheldon is. She's just brilliant with people, whereas Sheldon is brilliant with facts and and numbers and things. But to have that level of understanding even of him, you know, took a pretty big person. And so 
all of the kind of put downs and the slights and all that stuff is just a one way of building the other one up because ultimately they're going to be fine. And that's part of what this whole business of don't deceive yourself too much. You do it a little bit. You do it a little bit because, well, for example, I could tell you that I'm going to go get a haircut this afternoon and my hair will look better and that might make me feel better for a minute, but it's not true. So I'm not going to do that. Now, the the third strategy that I'm really interested in, if it, if it's not quite, if you're not quite sure about these things, like, can I really go get a haircut? You know, can I do this or do that? It comes out as generating facts from an ambiguous state of affairs. In other words, facts are facts. But when we roll into the world of, well, maybe this, 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 then that fact becomes adapted a little bit more so that we can hold on to what we think already. <laughs> and we all do that. Everybody does that. Long term, that's not too helpful. Um, just wonderful stuff. Long term, just not too helpful. I love that. Um, I love that your grandmother has put out more of those. <laughs> You're exactly right. He's talking about the the ways of manipulating um, food to taste one thing tastes like another, and like to make shark taste like crab and stuff. That's very true. Um, the secret is lemongrass. <laughs> I've always wanted to try the. I don't remember the name of it. It just escaped me. But there's a berry that when you you eat it. It changes how your tongue perceives yeah. mm-hmm. certain tastes. The miracle berries. I just think that would be yeah. so much fun to do as an ex- as experience, like not not to do on a regular basis, but right, just without somebody telling you, right, just so you could see. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I, yes, it does happen. It's interesting enough. It does happen. Oh my goodness, this is one of the oldest pieces of music that I have used in radio, and believe you me, it's worthwhile. In this fun. Little extra harmonica this morning. Hey, y'all. <laughs> now, come on now. Don't go too far. Get a cup of coffee. Wake up, Aunt Maud. Come right back around. This is Weekend Gardening. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, 
I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It, it was, was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at AutoInnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Join us at the fabulous Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson for lunch daily. Specials include Wednesday pot roast, Thursday chicken and dumplings, and everyday grilled catfish. The Mayflower serves the freshest seafood for lunch and dinner, Tuesday through Friday, and dinner only on Saturday. BYOB, the Mayflower Cafe, downtown Jackson, a Mississippi tradition since 1935. Get a bottle of our world-famous comeback dressing and a gift card. The perfect gift every time. so difficult to interrupt Darius Rucker. <laughs> it's just something about that voice, you know. <laughs> Such a fun tune. You all continue to send me songs with Mama in them, and and my my little, uh, I shouldn't say little, he's a grown man, but, but my sweet darling friend that is kind enough to provide these things for me um, says that there's way more than he ever thought <laughs> that there could be. 
because <laughs> we keep getting other songs. So it's fun. But um, it's pretty nifty when, you know, you have somebody in your loop that's actually a, a professional in a whole other world of audio and video and all those things. And he says, sure, I can do that for you, Mama. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. Now, listen, now, I got a note last week, and I said something about it, and then I didn't comment anymore. So I got two more notes during the week. You can get in touch with me then, too, as well, Mama on air at yahoo.com. And the question was, how'd she get those helleboras to fill up the field? She's... <laughs> And this is a wonderful idea. I, I, it's not that she wanted to make me feel bad, but I had been talking about the fact that my helleborus is just sitting there, and they don't grow, and they don't spread, and they barely bloom, and it's just boring. And I love, love, love those flowers because they bloom in the winter. Linton rose, you know, it's just blooms for weeks and weeks and weeks. And hers, of course, have spread out from under the tree where she planted them and out into the shady field next to it. Beautiful. Here's the answer. Not too much mulch. In other words, they need to have the ground around them well well tilled up, well worked up. But if you put a whole lot of mulch around them, they don't spread as easily. Okay? You, patience is the next thing because it does take a while for this to happen. And third, only a little fertilizer. Yes, you want to water in time, in dry seasons. For example, in the summer after the the, sum, the flowers finished and the plants just kind of sit there and they ignore you and then they don't look like much during the summer and then they start growing again in the fall. So if it's real real dry in the summer, you certainly want to water the hellebores. But it it's a it's a wonderful beautiful flower and I thank you all for for catching that note that I didn't say enough about. I, I appreciate it. Um, if you are working with your perennials this month, tomorrow in most of the listening area looks like a good day. It's going to be warm in the afternoon. I'll be out pruning figs if it is. And if you've got perennials to dig up and move about, particularly, though, if you've got some that you need to dig up and put into a container, you're, you're digging up something I looked at Black-Eyed Susans out here in front of the building when I came in, and I thought about that, too. If you were going to share some at a plant swap in March, now's a good time to be digging those up and putting them in a container so they can grow on a little bit. Even even if they don't grow very much, you're not going to try to put them outside at this point in most places, but you can put them in the garage or you can put them in a little protected area, and you'll have plenty of things for the plant swaps that, that come along if you'll go ahead and do that work now. If it's been really wet and your perennials are wet up around their crowns, pull the mulch back and let them dry out a little bit. Get the, Let some of that wind get to them for a little bit before you start trying to dig them. You, you'd never want to dig dirt, or particularly soil, but dirt either, that is too wet. If it sticks to your trowel or sticks to your shovel, it's being damaged with every one of those pushes that you're putting into it. So don't do that. Likewise, if it is dusty, it's too dry, so water it and wait a few hours and come back. Um, I, I appreciate that very, very much. Let's see. Um, I'm just giggling in here because I I had never heard of Helleborus before today. I always learn something new when I work with you. <laughs> well, thank you. And I, I Googled it, and I'm giggling because right next to each other on the Google box, you have 
stinking hellebores. <laughs> yes, that's another one. And hellebores odorous. Yeah, those are. They look nothing alike. They know they're two different things. What you're looking for for us is hellebores orientalis. Ah, and I okay, know that that's sounds, a really pretty one. Isn't that pretty? That's the one, and the 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 one that that's really the only of the hellebores. There are places in North Georgia, for example, that you can go and there are all those kinds of hellebores. It's a beautiful place. I've not been when they were in bloom, but I've seen the pictures, and. That's kind of Memphis, sort of, <laughs> but even even so, it, it's a different, it's a hilly area over there, and they, they they flow down the hills, and it's just lovely. We don't have that kind of world here, except in very rare rare spaces in our far northern part of what we consider the listening area. It's not that y'all aren't, hello, good morning, New Mexico, I'm glad y'all are with me today, thank you very much. But they're listening because they're from here, and they want to hear what's going on. Right. <laughs> They're not trying to get gardening tips from me. If they did, they'd send me a note. <laughs> but anyway, um, okay. Now we got another song. Got to get, got to get another list going. Oh my goodness! I, I I'll warn y'all now. At some point in the next period of time, I'm probably going to change the theme song. So just hang on. It's not because I don't love it. I do, but it's just time. Um. There's, it, it, there comes a time, and, and I think this one's been rolling now for about 10 years. It's time. <laughs> oh, by the way, another good question this week was about Leland Cypress. Um, how come they won't grow? And the answer is, well, at least they're not dying. Um, I, I had to I had to honestly say that we we grow them because they look like Christmas trees. But they're not easy to grow. Neither are Christmas trees, for that matter. But they're um, the the problem is if we don't plant them high in the first place, like azaleas, um, then we're we really are hurting ourselves because they're more than likely going to get root rot. So plant them high, prepare a well-drained soil, plant the things high, pull the mulch up around them, put two inches of mulch underneath them. Don't put them. Don't make it a mulch volcano. We don't need that. And then pay attention to them because the yellowing starts, and if the yellowing starts, you're going to have to get the water away from their base. There's just no question about that. Really spiffy. Um, I, I love seeing that bird. Um, this is great. And, and in fact, the bird um, has hit the building and still is doing okay. <laughs> Smacked into the big window. And what uh, what Big Mike says is that it, the, the front of the building was reflecting, and so the bird couldn't see what it was. I, I'm reminded of a spate, and it probably still happens. I don't know what they were able to do. They were hanging netting at one point. But places like Ames, Iowa, big glass buildings, corridors of them and stuff, and the birds couldn't see. The sun comes up, and they just smash into it, and all of a sudden the birds are falling out of the sky. And they were they were hanging distractions and nets and things um, at that particular point. I hope it worked. I I feel certain that the birds, you know, other than the individuals involved, the birds are going to be fine. But it was very disconcerting, you know, to be waiting for a bus and have two or three birds fall on your head. It's not a good thing. And not just because they'd been eating winter berries and got a little drunk. That's 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 my always one of my favorites. I I have seen that. I feel like it's easier nowadays in the last all oh, 10, 15 years to empathize with the birds because you've seen more and more storefronts and businesses and places with the all glass door and 
there's sometimes in the day you're going into that business. People run into oh, it. Yeah, <laughs> smack into it. Especially if they're texting. <laughs> Coming up in the next hour, I have, I'm hardly ever turned down for too much on radio, but I've actually had a star of a really hot ag story turn me down. But that's okay. I'm going to bring it to you anyway. I told him I'd just talk nice about him. If you, uh, if you can possibly imagine what, um, agriculture and horticulture in Mississippi has to do with Dog the Bounty Hunter, you may already know this story, but I bet you don't. Stick with me. This is Weekend Gardening. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you. Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Five months and over 20 surgeries later, Layla Jamison is back home. The George County teen was injured in a deadly washout on Highway 26 after Hurricane Ida. Two people were killed and 10 injured in the horrific accident August 31st of last year when seven vehicles went into the hole created by the washout. Scientists are monitoring a new version of Omicron, the subvariant BA2 account.
accounts for nearly half of all cases in Denmark, and it's doubling every four days in the UK. Max's Jonathan Siri has more. That's on a background of a lot of Omicron exposure, a lot of vaccination, and a lot of boosting. So this is a subvariant that can still take over. I think that's concerning. Dr. Paul Burton, who serves as chief medical officer for Moderna, says it's still unclear how dangerous the subvariant is and whether it can reinfect people who have recovered from the original Omicron. What does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation do for Mississippi? Our goal is to create opportunities for Mississippi farmers and ranchers to have a better life and make a better living. We offer education and safety programs, create scholarship opportunities, and provide health resources for our members, not to mention our agricultural advocacy efforts. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Super Talk Mississippi News has been informed that ex-USC quarterback Jackson Dart is transferring to Ole Miss. Dart, who threw for 1,353 yards in six games for the Trojans in 2021, is considered an immediate difference maker by 24-7 sports. The former five-star will have to compete with Luke Altmaier for the starting position in Oxford. Lawmakers intend to raise teacher salaries this legislative session. Senator Dennis DeBar told us that isn't all they're doing to try to help them out. One of the things we've heard on the, the listening tour that we did last year is, you know, why can't we get paid twice a month instead of going uh, really a whole month at times without being paid? And The Senate passed bills that would give school districts discretion over whether or not to pay teachers twice a month. A second bill changes the dates for when teachers receive their procurement cards to give them plenty of time to spend the money throughout the school year. Both items now head to the House. I'm Kelly Bennett. From Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Southeastern Conference versus Big 12 Challenge today. Kansas State is at Ole Miss to take on the Rebels. 3 o'clock tip in the Pavilion, 2.30 airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. Then Mississippi State is at Texas Tech. This is in basketball this time, not in the football bowl game. 5 o'clock tip-off in Lubbock, 4.30 airtime on the MSU Basketball Network this afternoon. Other games in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, LSU is at TCU, Missouri at Iowa State, Oklahoma at number 1 Auburn, West Virginia at Arkansas, Oklahoma State at Florida, number 4 Baylor at Alabama, Kentucky at Kansas, Tennessee is at Texas. Two all-SEC matchups today. Georgia takes on Vanderbilt. South Carolina takes on Texas A&M. Auburn is number one in the nation, and they lead the Southeastern Conference 8-0 and 19-1 overall at the halfway point. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. 
This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. The NFL playoffs are down to the AFC and NFC championship games. They will both be played on Sunday. The AFC championship game pits the Cincinnati Bengals against the Kansas City Chiefs at Kansas City. That's a 2 o'clock kick in Arrowhead Stadium. The Bengals are in the AFC championship game for the first time since 1988. The Chiefs are in the AFC Championship game for the third time in a row, trying to make their third straight Super Bowl. The NFC Championship game pits the San Francisco 49ers against the Los Angeles Rams at Los Angeles. That's a 5.30 kickoff there in SoFi Stadium. And for the first time in NFL history, the NFC Championship game will be played in the same stadium as the Super Bowl, which means the winner of Sunday's NFC Championship game can just camp out at SoFi Stadium for the next two weeks. The Super Bowl will be Sunday, February 13th at the same SoFi Stadium with a 5.30 kickoff on that one. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you very much for deciding that weekend gardening needs to be part of your life. Because guess what? I need you to need. I don't need you to need. I want you to need garden mama and weekend gardening in your life let's face it i do need you to need me so there it is i'm happy to tell you that rhino's here today if you're just tuning in you will hear the uh, wonderful bass tones of his voice making fun of me and laughing at all of us <laughs> generally speaking <Nah. laughs> We, it's always we have good to, to have a here. little bit we have to have a little bit keep you awake oh yeah <laughs> now listen I, I I send out, as you well know by now, I hope you know, um, an, an email newsletter every Friday. And it's not always the same. It has something different going on. Sometimes it's a different format. Sometimes it's mostly pictures. Sometimes it's mostly tips. Sometimes it's, you know, things people have said to me. Just depends on what's in my, my garden mind on that week. And yesterday, yesterday I got back the quickest responses. I believe I emailed it out at 11. And before noon, I had two people write back to me and say, I hope that's not your plant, because I published a picture of a collapsed elephant ear (laughs) in writing about what to do to your plants or for them when they freeze. Now, obviously, if it's a shrub and it's something like a hydrangea and the flowers are frozen or the leaves that were still hanging on are frozen, you just forget about that. Okay, you can take that part off if you want to, but don't do a bunch of pruning at this point. However, when it's something like an elephant ear, or a, a ginger, or a banana, or a canna, and those, you know, and they're just—they've gone. They're—they're they're looking terrible. It's okay to take your hand, 
I would advise that you put on a glove because this can be kind of icky and just hold on to that stem and pull it off. If it doesn't pull, you can cut. Don't cut down into the crown, of course. But if the whole leaf is completely frozen and most of the stem is, it is okay to go ahead and cut it. Then put mulch over the whole business. I'm always telling you, don't put two inches, don't put but two inches of mulch on this or that. You can put all the mulch you want on top of your elephant ears, your cannas, your gingers, and your bananas. That is a-okay. But no, that wasn't my plan. So. <laughs> I do have some that look like that, but I'm not going to show you. (laughs) That one came from somewhere on the Internet. I don't know. Um, Sissy has beautiful dendrobiums blooming in her bathroom. So pretty. Thank you for sending me that picture. Um, Andrea, yes. Plant those tulips. I know this is when you look in the extra refrigerator and you find the bag of tulips you forgot you put in there because you got busy. So, yes, go ahead and plant those. And... This is an interesting picture. Um, Chris in Meridian has a a tree that they mow around. It's well off the ground. The, the canopy is well off the ground, so you can get up right up next to the trunk. And unfortunately, some of the roots have gotten exposed, and they're scarred up from the lawnmower. Um, at the risk of sounding flip, because I'm not, the answer is don't do that. You know, doctor, it hurts when I do that, and the doctor says, don't do that. In this case, all you need is some mulch. You, you again, need the two inches of mulch around the base of that tree. And, in fact, if your trees that are growing in your lawn don't have mulch beds around them, you're not doing them any favors, not only by mowing all the way up to them, because you can either mow or use a string trimmer. You can hit the trunk. You can hit the roots. That's not good. But also because they need their own space. If they're having to compete with lawn grass or weeds or something for the water, and if you happen to give them any fertilizer, they're they're losing. So you want them to win. So give them a mulch bed underneath there. Then you can think about coming in with pots or a bench or planting something. You might want to plant a ground cover. But for right now, the main thing to do to protect those roots, and yes, you can put as much as an inch of soil on those on uh, around those roots that are sticking out. You don't you don't want to come in with buckets and buckets of soil and cover it all up, but you can do it a little bit. You can braise the whole thing about an inch. So then you're just barely showing any root on the top. Put the mulch on top of that and let the lawnmower go where it goes. You might have to pull a few weeds by hand in the first year, but it, they'll, they'll be suppressed really soon. And I thank you for that because it's a very good question. And now is a really good time to do that. I have um, my ongoing pine straw saga. Those of you, if you're in Patreon um, with me, patreon.com slash garden mama, you've seen the ultimate, the, the ultimate pine straw. My neighbor has pine trees. I don't. My neighbor's pine trees drop all their pine straw in my yard. They don't rake it up. So I'm, I rake it and I've got it to the back and I've mulched the fig trees and I mulched the blueberries and I still had some more left. So I went out in the area in the front between the sidewalk and the street, which we fondly call the hell strip because it's so difficult to plant anything there. Uh, the three little shrubs that, that that they planted when they fixed the street that I told you were covered up in scale insects and were dying, I, I, those are gone. So I just covered that area in the rest of the pine straw to make a nice mulch there and hold down the weeds a little bit. Well, then it rained again and again and again. And in the reset, y'all are going to think all I do is complain. I'm the one that stood on and literally got up and had every mayoral candidate in the last 20 years in the city of Jackson shook my hand, told me they were going to fix my street. And now they fixed my street. Unfortunately, they also changed the drainage. So now it 
the it why it flows over because the neighbors across the street were getting drowned their lower property so they fixed theirs and now the water shoots back up on top of mine but only on the hell strip and then sits on my neighbor's hell strip all those plants have died so this is not mine because you know we can't have guard mama looking like everything's dead that's terrible so anyway i put the pine straw out there and y'all do this the only reason i'm telling you this because everybody goes through this kind of stuff here comes the water again it all washes off well the good news is that one of my neighbors moved it back on there put it back I think I'm going to have to go out with some glue or something. No, I won't do that. I am going to plant in that space, and that will help a lot. But it's just funny how we, you wish and wish and wish for 20 years they fix the street, and it, somehow in there it's like the three wishes from the genie. You didn't think to say, I'd like three more wishes. <laughs> do you know what you want to plant there or have any ideas of what might actually grow there? Or? Oh, yeah. If I water it, I can grow anything there. And I'm not particularly one to stand at one end of the street and look and make sure that everything along that whole mile and a quarter expanse is the same height. So I'll probably plant. I've I've already sown some seeds out there. And if they come up, there will be retibita and there will be some cornflowers. So we'll we'll see whether they come up. But if they don't, and I don't expect them to because I think they probably wash down the block, I'll see them coming up in somebody else's yard. Um, Then I'm I'm probably going to go in with something silly you know that's got to be a little bittersweet riding down the road and go, oh there's my cornflowers could be could be it it does happen um the good news is it would they'd be lovely if anybody left them to grow that'd be fine but i'm i'm literally thinking about just planting tomatoes there and letting people pick them as they come by i've always wanted to have that front garden with food in it I, i'd love to have a hedge of blueberries across the front of my property and just with a sign that says take some you know I, I would love to be able to do that. So if I if I if I can do it, I will. So <laughs> meanwhile, Greg is raking up um, the 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 balls, the sticker balls from gum trees. Now you know the reason why we have um, fancy hybrid gum trees that don't make the, the balls is because people didn't want gum balls. But when you got them. Yeah, it would be nice. You're right. If your lawnmower would take them, but it won't. <laughs> you can roll over them with one of those. I don't even know what the name of the tool is, but it's a bigger thing that just literally vacuums. I've seen people vacuum them up, but that's a much bigger problem. To, then, then what do you do with it? Um, then do, what do you do with it? <laughs> I don't know. 888 That is the Super Talk call line. 601-879-4395 is, of course, the, the ever-heated-up ceasefire text line. And I thank you for using both of them, as Jim and Laurel did. How do you do, Jim? What's going on? Well, we just enjoyed this. I thought I was going to have to close my bedroom window last night, but I didn't. And I'm not lying, but I sleep with my window year-round. And uh, what I was talking about, though... And there's another reason that you're not sleeping with me. Pardon? That's another reason you're not sleeping with me. Yeah, my wife would like She wouldn't be very upset. <laughs> how does she how does she put up with that? Goodness gracious. She's a yeah, good she one. She I knew she was a nice woman. Must, now I know she's sleep, even nicer. Bedroom and I sleep in mine. Oh, there you go. There you go. I snore real loud. Guard moment I disturb her. So I ever mind. I, I, I I'm telling you, she and I could travel together, you would have to stay home. I yes, ma'am. <laughs> what I was calling about was I've got a, I had a pecan tree out here. It was pretty good size. 
And back about 24 years ago, we had a Hurricane Frederick come through here. Mm-hmm. And I sat on my front porch and watched this pecan tree, the top of it laying down and almost touched the ground. Yeah. And then there's a 12 or 16-inch cupboard coming out of the highway and water run out and run right across that, pine, that pecan tree. Now, after the storm was over, I started to cover these roots up. People tell me, don't do that. You'll kill that tree, that pecan tree, if you cover them roots. Were they exposed by the water? Well, they were exposed to start with, and the water done a little washing on its own. Mm-hmm. But uh, when Katrina come through, I put me a half-inch cable around it and put it on 245-degree angles and put Morris anchors in the ground, and it pulled one of the Morris anchors up and got my pecan tree. I bet it did. Yes, ma'am. But I've got a volunteer, I've got a volunteer come off of that, and it's been 20 years now, so it's, it's about 35, 40 foot high. No, seedling pecans are really what what where we started. Those ones that come up because your other tree's not there anymore, and one of the pecans sprouts. Those seedlings are the ones that we associate with our our Native Americans along the trace. You know, they they'd pick them up and put them in their pocket. I call it the first fast food because you could put that beautiful protein source in your pocket at Nashville and keep walking down the trace. You know, and and, and eventually that we got pecan trees in our world because of that that particular effort to spread but it's true though that a serious amount of wind isn't going to help you however when it comes to the amount of soil around the roots of a plant i'm going to stand by it all day long because i've been there and done that you can put as much as an inch of fresh soil on top of soil on top of roots that where the soil has been washed away or, you know, what we just basically erosion. And when you're repairing something like that, you can still put an inch of soil on. No more. You we don't want to pile it again. You don't want a, a dirt volcano. You don't want a mulch volcano. But you can do a little bit to control the area around them by just covering it up a little bit. That's okay. I will. Well, these are starting to put on pecans now. I've Good. Got, I've got one, two, three volunteers that's come up out Love here. it. Love it. Now, those, of course, the, the seedling pecans themselves are smaller than the big fancy pecans, but on the other hand, they have a whole lot more oil in them. So they make a much better, I think, they make a much better cooking pecan. Well, my neighbor set this tree out back in the 60s, mm-hmm. and it never would make nothing. And I parked a garden plow under that tree for two years. It was steel or iron, and it doubled the size of pecans. I don't know what that had to do with it, but it had, uh, my brother and I picked up five gallon, five, five gallon bucket of pecans out from under it. And there's still a bunch in the tree. What a wonderful, wonderful tree. I'm so glad you had that. It wouldn't do nothing. It's about as big around your little factor mm-hmm. before that. Well, it's hard to know. Sometimes um, sometimes things, trees and other can be triggered to bloom or to flower or to make fruit by um, stress of one sort or another. Sometimes it's something like iron running into the soil and giving it what it needed you know there's just all sorts of stuff it would have to literally be studied to to tell you exactly why that happened my grandmother would put rusty nails around plants not in the tree but around in the ground and um she swore that that iron was and she had the most beautiful hydrangeas i've ever seen in my life so i i I don't know (laughs) they might be something more wise tales because they live with them. There's a reason we got to be old wives, you know. <laughs> we knew a thing or three. <laughs> Garden mama, y'all take care and God bless. Okay. Give your wife my love and say have, have a good, good day, y'all there in Laurel. I'll tell you what. 
that's there's a there's a lot to be said. I never knew why uh, people in my family have separate bedrooms like that, and it turned out it was always the one snored and the other didn't. <laughs> now I realize we do a lot of things about that now. We do strips on your nose and we do sleep apnea and we do beds that go up and down and all that sort of stuff. But when it comes down to it, there's always one person that snores and the other person that doesn't. Um, my my darling late husband would let me go to sleep first because he snored so and I couldn't go to sleep if he was snoring. So anyway. What about what about this? What do you think we get from sunflowers? Well, we get seeds, delicious. We get beautiful flowers we get food for pollinators and birds you know nectar for the pollinators seeds for the birds how come they work that well well how come sometimes when you go into a field you'll see in the middle of the day the sunflowers are wilted their heads are kind of hanging down and then later on they pick back up how does all that work is that all phototropism well not entirely University of British Columbia is letting us know they're not just a pretty face. The ultraviolet colors of the flowers of sunflowers, the ones we can't see, okay? There's always more than meets the eye. I know that's a cliche, but it's a true one. Actually, not only attract the pollinators, because, you know, bees and whatnot don't see the same way we see. But they do see these, particularly the ultraviolet colors, can be very attractive. And that, but the really big news is that that same bit of stuff, the ultraviolet, the colors of the flowers, actually help to regulate water loss in the plant because they can shed or keep. And, and it's it it it's a, a bullseye pattern. It's really very cool. Um, the ultraviolet bullseye pattern is invisible to us, but most of the insects that are trying to get anywhere near that sunflower are able to see it. We, we've long known for ages about the attractiveness to pollinators, um, increases their visibility. We understand that it's called the composite form, where it has a center and then the petals coming out from the edges of it. That's one of the things, one of the classic shapes of flowers. But what they noticed was that in drier climates, the same variety of sunflowers had larger UV bullseyes. And in fact, they found that those flowers were able to retain water more efficiently. Hmm. Isn't that wild? I tell you what, if you, if you think, if you have any reason to believe that this is all just entirely random, that there's no plan, that there's no structure, that there's no understanding of how things grow on a greater level than you and I have, I say today, witness the sunflower. You can't see it, and it's working that hard. You can't see. You wouldn't even see the difference in the flowers. In a drier field, it's just going to do a little bit more water conservation. Wouldn't it be nice if we could get everything to do that? My goodness. Hmm. Well, your garden, my garden, and the garden down the street, my friends, all the subject here. And by the way, a little love song coming for you on Weekend Gardening. Baby, it's a hidden charm. 
This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our health care workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox, direct, 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, wind chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? The new degree of comfort. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more, or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm, specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-567-2261. 800-567-2261. 800-567-2261. Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. At Bob Boyd Honda, we pride ourselves in getting our customers the best deals around. Usually, that means when we're selling cars, but right now... Bob Boyd is in the market to buy! We're offering top dollar for pre-owned autos, trucks, and SUVs. Come by, talk to our dedicated team, and discover what a great time it is for Bob Boyd to buy back your used vehicle. Any make, any model. Whether you're selling or buying, at Bob Boyd Honda, you get a deal. deal. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
this is another one. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Thank you so much for being here today. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I've got a story for you, my friends. Rhett, if your deal comes back, it'll be because you mulched that pot and dragged it into a corner where it couldn't get too, too frozen. Dill, generally speaking, is hardy, that is to say a perennial plant, a little farther south than you. But because you've got such a beautiful stand of it and it's been through this much winter already and is already starting to grow, I would mulch it and see if it can't. You never know. It might continue to make. It might sprout again and just keep on going. We have seen that happen in, I think there's Telstar Dianthus that does that. We've talked about the snapdragons that do that sometimes. There's, there are things that will um, will give us that particular response from time to time. I don't know, but I've been told, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of the Tomato King. Now, you may think, well, I'm the Tomato King. I grow the best tomatoes in the neighborhood. That's all true. But this is not a term of endearment. This is the name given to a fellow named Jamie Lawhorn. Um, if you get the title of Agriculture's Wildest Con Man by the folks at Farm Journal AgWeb, you have gone a ways because, let's face it, human beings being human beings, there's always somebody trying to slip and grift on something. That's just the way people are. That's why we have to be smart. It's also why we have to come together as communities and create laws to keep them from doing that. Well, this fella was back in 2015 when all this was going on. Um, Dog the Bounty Hunter is involved, but more in more importantly, a fella named Bill Honea, who is an Alabama bail bondsman that had the I would say good luck, he might say misfortune, to write the bond for this fellow when he got busted the first time for this particular set of stuff. Now, what is it? What's the point? It's a Ponzi scheme. Um, if you've ever if you've ever seen advertisements of any sort where they tell you you can make a million dollars this year, all you have to do is give me fifty thousand. That's generally speaking a Ponzi scheme because it means that I'm going to take money from you over here and make sure that the one over here on the other side that came in before you gets the payout that we expect them to get. But there's not actually anything happening. It's just me cultivating more money and getting it from you. But there's not actually a thing. Whatever it is you both think you bought into probably isn't real. And in this case, it was not. In this case, it was, uh, as they say, fanciful but relatively simple. I love this writer. If you were, um, if you were, if you were coming into this thing in early 2013, this fellow Lahorn launched a thing in Hampton Cove, Alabama, south of Huntsville, Cypress Creek Organic Farms. Sounds lovely, doesn't it? Well, here's what happened. They, if you you had to put up twenty five thousand to forty thousand dollars of income that you were going to make per year from growing tomatoes, but according to this guy, you were going to make so much more than that, it, we weren't even going to notice this, because he was going to provide you with high tunnels. By the way, you're interested in a high tunnel? Call NRCS in your area. It's a program. It's a grant program. You can get that. All right. And probably if you qualify, I'm not saying anybody can have one, but it's a, it's they're there. All right. And um, by the way, a hundred hours of training. That never happened. Um, and I'm gonna tell you why in just a moment. Buying back of all the tomatoes at at organic market value. 
daily pickup of your product, free provision of your organic seedlings. Does this sound like it's too good to be true? Well, that's because it's too good to be true. And, of course, guaranteed USDA organic certification, which in and of itself can take you the rest of your life to achieve. Okay. Well, luckily that didn't work. And one of the reasons it didn't work and the the reason it never made it into Mississippi as anybody attempting to scam anybody is because of my friend and your friend, Dr. Rick Snyder. He's retired, of course. He's, his is the voice when you would go to Crystal Springs to the event um, in the fall to the to the garden day there. You would hear his voice on the loudspeaker. He ran the thing till he retired. And they still bother him about it from time to time. But he said in this particular article that it wasn't like he hadn't heard this before. It just, you know, every year somebody wants to, to, to come do this stuff. But he said, I'd never encountered a fraudster quite like him. He didn't come across as a pathological liar. But when I looked at the details of what he was claiming, the whole story fell apart. Now, somebody approaches him. That's because literally Dr. Snyder wrote the book on greenhouse tomato production. He's known around the world. Okay, he, he's, he's the king of this. He's literally the king of greenhouse tomato production. And for good reason, man, worked hard, does great job, beautiful stuff. It's not just because he's my friend that I'm saying that. I love his wife even more than him. So I'm telling you because he's smart and, and real, real good at this. He, he did this. And that guy came to him, Mr. Lahan came to him and attempted to lure him, as the, the writer says here. And he said, no. <laughs> Didn't, did, not going to let that into Mississippi at all. Going to tell you right now, I'm not. I'm not going to be the one providing your hundred hours of training. I'm not going to be the one providing any of this stuff because this is baloney, and it was in fact baloney. So it, it all disappeared suddenly. Mm-hmm. That's right. He skipped town on 250 licensed affiliates that he had signed up for this. They went away, and one day it came back, and it was a different program. Now they were doing worm castings. So all these people have lost their money. It's it's no good. It's it's not uh, just terrible, terrible, terrible. Promise those people a bunch of baloney too, and eventually it comes down to the Tomato King, the Bail Bondsman, and who, by the way, Doctor Bounty Hunter says is the real deal. That's why he's involved in this because they they were trying to find people to go find this guy, and they did find him. But I just love the way they said this. 600, 650 miles from his red dirt home, following a month-long trail of busted leads and hollow tips, Bill Honea stood in the shadows outside a Central Florida hotel, and that's where it all happened. He was a renowned he is a renowned bounty hunter. Um, within he was within minutes of capturing this guy. He was on the cusp of launching his third Ponzi scheme. <laughs> and he didn't get to do it, I'm happy to say. Um, this thing's been going on for years, and until smart people stepped in and just said no. I mean, this guy even had grocery chains at the end ready to buy the tomatoes, except that there were no tomatoes because he wasn't actually offering you what he was selling you. You weren't going to get that ever. And when the money disappears like that, it's a Ponzi scheme. The story goes on for a long, long way. If you want to read the whole thing, um, check it out, agweb.com, story by Chris Bennett that just came out this particular week. Um, I have to tell you, there's always somebody that wants to fool you about something, and that's why you not only have to rely on what you think, you've got to rely on a few things around you, some smarter people than you maybe to give you some advice. I'll, I have lots of those, believe me. Let's go on to the phones, all right? 
the tomato king notwithstanding this is still weekend gardening judy in flowwood tell me what's going on well i have roses climbing up the side of my house that are that were just beautiful last year but at first and then they lost all their leaves but and i fertilized them they did a little better but i'm wondering is there anything i need to be doing to them now can i trim them do they bloom just once no they bloom all summer okay um if they bloom all summer the the best time to prune them is going to be later after that but because yours lost all their leaves and aren't doing so well you can prune them in february the ones you don't want to prune in february are the ones that only bloom once in the spring you can pr- you can prune the other climbing roses in in February, but the best uh, the best approach is going to be to take out the dead canes and shorten the rest, not try to cut the whole thing down. Does that make cut sense? The, which one? The dead ones. Oh, the dead ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, because undoubtedly there'll be some in there that you can scratch and there's not any green underneath. Um, and, and the rest of it, all you have to do is shorten them. What you're doing is selecting and stimulating. You're selecting the canes that you want to leave up there, and then you're stimulating the new growth by pruning their tops. That's so all if it I takes. trim them back like a third, they will still bloom? Yes, ma'am. They might bloom a month later than they started in previous years, but they'll still bloom this summer because they're, they're multi-blooming. I love the French word remontant because it means do it again. <laughs> you know, we're going to bloom again and again. They're beautiful at the start of the year, but on down in the in the in the summer, they lose all their leaves. And look, it's probably because I'm not fertilizing them well. Well, if you'll fertilize them after that first flower flush, when they put on those first flowers, that will help a lot. Um, and it and it does help, even though we don't think about it, because the summer is usually wet. If it doesn't rain, they they'd appreciate some water. But yeah, fertilizer is a good good help for them after they flower. It sounds to me like okay. they're just getting stressed. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I'm glad you called today. Appreciate it. Ooh, climbing roses. What a nice thing to talk about. Mabel in Jackson. Can I talk to you? Yeah, I can talk to Mabel. Hey, Mabel, what's going on, dear? Um, I um, heard you talking about a flower that I never heard you mention before. And I got a phone call, and I missed, missed the name. Of it. I don't have the name of it now. Was I talking about the one that wouldn't bloom for me? No, you said blooms real pretty. Okay. The one that blooms out in the field is the Helleborus or, or Lenten Rose. Oh, like Lent, you know, the season before Easter. Mm-hmm. It's Lenten Rose, and it's a Helleborus. And, yes, we can we can grow those um, in, in Zone 8 where you and I live. And mine should do better. I think the shade's just too heavy where I've got it planted. Well, <laughs> I... I got my flower bed. I don't, just don't have no look with my flower bed. Mm-hmm. And I wonder could I put that in my put that plant in my flower bed and have a look with it. Yes, it would. It'd be lovely because the winter is when we, you know, everything's not blooming, and they they bloom only in the winter. So yeah, I would think it would be a good one. They're not as easy to find as I wish they were, but if you keep your eye out, you'll you'll run into them at the garden center or, or one of the big box stores this spring. And that silver rose, well, well, I heard you mention it last week. Oh, um, silver moon. Silver moon. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that rose. I know the that age now. I have, I have to record stuff. <laughs> I heard that. Uh-huh. You, you, have, you have no idea. You should see the notes at my house. <laughs> I, I'm not writing a book about it, but I have notes everywhere anyway because I need to remember stuff. <laughs> and, and I want to plan a. Uh, a, little, a tree in my backyard that, that 
have fruit on it. Which one could I use? The bear fruit. Do you eat figs? It don't get to a big tree, right? Doesn't have to. There's dwarf figs that won't be eight feet tall. Okay. You can even grow them in pots. You grow the big tree in the pot? Mm-hmm. If it's a dwarf, you can, yeah. Okay. And it's going bad. I'm oh, yeah. trying to do something in my yard. All my flowers. I wish I had the money that I done planted. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> and they just won't survive. Well, but that's because you and I are living longer than our plants, Mabel. Well, we're I doing, guess that's we're, what we're doing really well, but they're not doing as well as we are. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to try it. Talk to you soon. Thank you, dear. Good to hear from you today. Yeah, Mabel and I have been gardening together on the radio for a very long time, and I have to tell you, we are outliving some of our plants. There's no question. We absolutely are. Speaking of that, speaking of old plants, um, someone sent me a note, and I wrote about it this week, that, that what happened, her, her, her Dracaena, the, the corn plant that stood in the corner at the office for dear, 10 years or something, started blooming. Is it supposed to do that? Well, yeah, it is eventually. It wouldn't take 10 years in nature, but yes, even, in, even inside the building, it eventually does. And yes, when they do that... The seeds will turn black and get dry, and you can plant them. So that's that was the question she was saying. Was, what do I do? Can I do something with these things? Well, yeah, sure, you can plant them. No doubt about that. Yeah, Silver Moon was the, the rose I was talking about that uh, is one of my very, very favorite once bloomers. It only blooms once. It blooms for about three weeks. You know, so the flowers stay on for about three weeks in late spring, and it is a beautiful, lovely rose. I really like it. it it's uh, not as big and not as rambunctious as Mermaid, which is another one that I like, but it is a, it's a lovely rose and one that I do uh, I encourage you to look at if you're thinking about putting up a climbing rose. And you don't mind if it only blooms once. That's the other thing. <laughs> Why do we forget stuff? Speaking of that... Mabel and I are both talking about what we forget. Now, I have to tell you, I'm, I have, it's, it's not as much age with me as it just is distraction. Um, I'm the one that, if, if my third grade teacher had not taught me to make a list of what my assignments were for the next day, I would not have ever gotten out of third grade, much less college, because I, I'm, I tend to have a whole lot. My internal life in my head is pretty busy, so I have to make a list. But it does help. To be in that list-making mode when you're at the point in your life, and I don't care how old you are, there does come a point where you walk into the room and say, why did I come in here? (laughs) What was I looking for? (laughs) And then you go back and you retrace your steps. It's like the one before that is, where did I put my keys? Okay? You all know that. Everybody has that stuff. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you this. We are in the middle of this pattern. It's not going to rain today in our listening area. It's not going to rain tomorrow, but as soon as it warms up good, yeah, that's right, it'll be raining. This is rain, and this is weekend gardening.
Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Mazda of Jackson is welcoming in 2022 with amazing deals to you during our New Year's celebration. It's our resolution to continue our mission to give you the most savings possible every single day. That's right. We're here to get you the best deal possible on every new Mazda in stock. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right. 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250000 mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team works hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Get to Mazda of Jackson today for our New Year's celebration, where we give you the most savings possible every single day. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox, direct, 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. The story of a faithful pastor who lived by the simple belief that it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Preaching Christ's redemption to a congregation of criminals. This week on The Lutheran Hour. Each Sunday morning at 7 on Super Talk 97.3. Attention! If you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. At Green Home Solutions, we make air better. 
Indoor air pollution can cause health risks such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for us on Facebook. Thank you so much for being here today. Whatever day it is that you're listening to Weekend Gardening, believe you me, I'm in your ear and I'm glad to be there. Thank you very, very much. A few more text questions. How do I restore a Kimberly fern that froze? Um, cut off the brown part and and put it somewhere that the, the pot itself won't freeze. Don't give it but a little bit of water and just watch for green sprouts. If you get any green sprouts at all in the next two months, which you probably will, You'll be able to dump that thing out and cut it in pieces and start up some new ferns. But I'm going to wait and see whether it comes back because it really does depend on how badly it froze. Those are pretty hardy, but they're nothing Nothing can say it won't have frozen and killed it. But if it was not too dry and just froze once, you can cut the brown part off and put it in and store it until it sprouts again. How to pinch the tips. I, I told Ken and Jackson to pinch the tips um, of his Swedish ivy. The, the the way you pinch tips, and this is true of Claire Curtis mums or of a poinsettia that you're trying to get to branch, you know, anything that you're trying to get to branch and you're going to take just the tip, the, the top leaves are the one thing. Then there's a little bit of stem and then there'll be another set of leaves. And all you're doing when you pinch is taking your fingers, literally, you can take a tiny bit of pair of scissors like cuticle scissors or something like that but you don't need shears for this and just reach in and pinch it and take that off okay that's all you have to do is go down to the the first set of leaves below the top and pinch that stem out you'll be fine with it um let's see that catches that up and that catches that up oh yeah (laughs) sissy says they used um gumballs for ammo (laughs) you know we used to do those in slingshots, but I will confess that we would put them, the, there was rocking chairs on the porch, and we would put them underneath the pillows in the rocking chairs, kind of like whoopee cushions, because it would make the adults jump when they sat on them. <laughs> so we thought that was funny. Preston, you're in Grenada. Thank you for calling Weekend Gardening. What's on your mind? Good morning. Um, someone uh, was on online talking to you about the countries just to few minutes ago mm-hmm. and i have a i have a question about pecan trees i've got three pecan trees and they're about 45 50 years old and and you cannot well you you uh they don't produce any pecan well that's an exaggeration. they don't produce many pecans mm-hmm. they produce they they don't produce it Pecans. The, I mean, the really, really the, 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 the really good news is that they make some, because we got a lot of pecan trees that don't make any. So <laughs> I'm happy to tell you that when you have some, we can probably encourage them to make more. Do you fertilize them? 
What do I do to make them do that? Okay, do you fertilize them? Do you have your radio on? Uh, it's in the, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's why you're hearing the delay. So just listen and let me tell you what, what, what to do. First of all, get a soil test from the area around the pecans. Easily done, take it, you know, you can get it from your county agent and send it off to the state and they'll, they'll tell you what you've actually got in terms of nutrition around those trees. The main thing that pecans need that other trees do not need is zinc. So that's why it's one of the few fertilizers that I'll tell you, go and get pecan tree food at the co-op or wherever you purchase your fertilizers it will have zinc in it and that's the element that they're usually missing when they're able to make some pecans but not too many but first do a soil test to make sure you don't need something else in particular or for example that you have so much nitrogen that you better just go and get zinc rather than getting any more nitrogen in there. But if you'll do the soil test first, the chances are really good. You, you're telling them you're growing pecans. They're going to send you back a note that tells you what to do, and it's going to end up being pecan food, which is the one that you – it's an old-fashioned fertilizer, but you can get it at co-ops and stuff. You drill the holes around the tree, put it on there one time in the spring, and generally speaking, that will help. If not that year, it generally will help the second year. But the good news is you got some pecans, okay? Thank you, sir. I so appreciate hearing from you. I, I know how hard it is to hear because I've tried to do it myself. If that if the radio is on in the next room, you're hearing me coming back to you because we have a little bit of a delay just in case, you know, you or I, either one of us, curse or say something that Rhino considers untoward. I love that word. It's untoward. <laughs> it means... You shouldn't have said that out loud on the radio. (laughs) And that's the good news. But if your pecans are bearing, you can get them to bear more. And that's um, that's that's a joyful thing. It really is. Okay, okay. So how come we do forget stuff? Just a little tiny piece on this from Trinity College, Dublin. Um, I. I think I don't know if this is just people that forget stuff or, you know, or, or, or somebody trying to figure out why we forget stuff and put a better spin on it. But it turns out, you know, that this uh, maybe maybe early 21st century people began describing something, asking you if it was a bug or a feature. You know, something happens. Is that a bug or a feature? Is it bad or good? Is it uh in in my world, it comes down to, is that a groove or is it a rut? You know, it's like in music, you have to think about those things. So we, we think about this. And actually, forgetting is a form of learning, not just because you have to scratch your head so hard to find, to remember what you forgot or go look it up or something like that. But rather than being a bug, forgetting may actually be an enhanced functional feature of your brain because it allows it to interact more dynamically. If you remembered everything you ever knew, first of all, your head would hurt. But if you remembered everything that you ever knew, you would never have any need to interact and you would just sit there and pontificate. Well, nobody nobody wants that. As Julia Child said, I learn something new every time I go in anybody's kitchen. You know, Well, that's true, and you should be. You should be learning something new every day of your life. Of one sort or another, it may just be a greater knowledge of something, or it might be something you never even heard of. And in the case of retaining memories, sometimes forgetting comes at the cost. Well, forgetting, of course, comes at the cost of lost information. But these these researchers, and they're not all philosophers; they're neuroscientists, have figured out 
that what we're actually doing is reactivating parts of our brain when we go to remember. And if we did not forget, we wouldn't have that interaction that was so dynamic. As I say, this may just be us trying to rationalize why we forget stuff. But if you think about it, it, we go back to that search for the keys. We go back to that search for the package of seed that you know you bought and put somewhere so that you would know where it was. And then you don't. If you didn't have to do that, if you didn't have to go look for it, you probably wouldn't find your car keys. You know, in other words, that's how those things work. You know, you're looking for one thing and you find something else that you didn't even remember that you had lost. And those are those are all ways of your brain working together with your heart and soul to keep you functioning in this world. So I like it. I, I think maybe forgetting is maybe it is part of it is to forget so that then we can train our memories a little bit better or or a little bit differently anyway. The uh, question is, does exercise work better in the morning or the evening? Many people would say just do it. It's anytime you're willing to get up there and do your exercise, the better. But if you are having trouble sleeping, apparently morning is better. And part of these things have to do with the way that you react late afterwards. And, and if you're exercising at night or in the evening, usually that in, innervates you and you're not as necessarily going to go and uh, get out and take a nap. So I say garden morning, garden noon, garden night. But garden whenever you can do it, wherever you can do it, and come back here next week. By the way, thanks, Rhino. It's always good to see you. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you, sir. Come back next week. We'll do some more weekend gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. 
It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.